Beat them senseless. Beat them senseless. You and me, me and you, we gonna throw down. That's why we gonna get serious. You can run, you can run, but you can't hide. It's time for the Fuller Broadcast with your host, Jeff Fuller, and your co- Everybody, welcome to the Fuller Broadcast show. I'm back and I'm live, and I'm here. I'm even bringing up. Uh, let me get my uh, thing up here real quick. Off the background. Alright, there we go. Can everybody see me now? I'm live. I'm ready to go. I got uh, Bill Clancy coming up live here in about five minutes to talk about his career as a ref. He has been inducted to several Hall of Fames. He's also has been refing uh, he ref Mike Tyson's fight. He's got a lot of great stories to talk about here live. So we're going to wait for him to show up here before we're here. I got a great show tonight. I have Joey coming on here, the heavyweight champion, the BKFC. I'll be here live at 7 o'clock. Let's pop up. I hit MMA. Welcome on my show. Thanks for watching. Let's see if we can get Bill up here right now. All right. So, sorry I've been gone so long. but about a week. I had a lot of situation to take care of, but we're all good now. Uh, I will not be doing live shows twice a week. I will only be doing it once a week. And uh, it'll be better for me. Uh, my wife back to work, and I got to do homework. He's screwed with my kids. So here's one right here. Puppy fishing in. My son, Damien. All right, so we got a big show this week. Uh, I still will have, if you guys know him, Jacob the Stitch Duran on Sunday night. We had to postpone this fight, this show live, so he'll be here coming up uh, Sunday night, I believe at 6.30, maybe 7, maybe a little earlier, it depends. Uh, but we'll have him on my show Sunday night, so you guys be on the lookout for that. Uh, he's trying to log in. Let's see. All right, I can't get him on here. Let's see what happens. So, as you guys know, September 11th, we got BKFC, Bare Knuckle Fighting. I know you guys are excited. There's a lot of fights coming up that are very, very, like, got to have you on your toes. You got Reggie, Renette Jr., going up against, you know who, Abby. Oh, that's going to be a good fight. Uh, educating hands, he's ready. He's ready to get his... Uh, back in that ring and start getting some action. He's ready to get that bell around his waist. He's, it's been almost, uh, maybe like four or five months before anybody has fought in the fought because of the COVID-19. So uh, that's going to be very exciting. Also, uh, next week, my next week's show, I'll have, uh, I believe I have Abby coming on my show Tuesday. And also have Alonzo Hood coming on my show Tuesday. So that won't be my only live show I will have Tuesday night. 
And uh, let's see, here's Bill coming in right now. There he is. Let's get him up. There he is. Can you hear me, sir? Man, I made it. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> You're in the ring with me now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the technology. You know what? For an old bastard like me, it's a bitch to get on sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, you're not the only one that has issues, man. I got, on my side, I got a train that keeps passing me like every 30 minutes, and it knocks oh, wow. my show out for a few minutes. Yeah, so. Wow. So, doing, uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm excited to start my shows back up again, and, uh, you know, I'm ready to get going. I How about you? Uh, man, life is wonderful. <laughs> life is wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I get to still work. I mean, um, I'm not working as regular as I was, but uh, we are working again, so it's good. Uh, that's good. Hopefully, uh, you know, with the COVID-19 coming up and everything, it, you know, it's still going. Hopefully, it will end soon. We're not sure. You know, they their numbers are way out of whack right now. You know, that's some, you know, it is bad in a couple places, but I mean, it, they politicize so much of this stuff, man. I just, I don't know what to think anymore. I just, I just want this thing to be out of here and I just want life to get back to some kind of normalcy, you know? Yeah, I know. So anyway, besides talking about COVID-19, let's talk about your career. I know yeah. I've seen you in the ring with Mike Tyson and all and yes, everybody. Sir. So just give us a little how you got into it. Well, I mean, this is my 38th year um, as a referee, and um, I got into it. I was born and raised in upstate New York, and um, my grandfather and my father, both my grandfathers on both sides of my family fought, and um, so I've always been around boxing, and uh, growing up in upstate New York, I was fortunate enough to be around uh, a lot of fighting people, and... Um, I ended up moving to North Carolina in 1973 and um, my senior year of high school. And uh, man, I'll tell you, it's just a it's just a crazy story because North Carolina is not a you know a boxing state. You know, it's not like New York or Pennsylvania or California or whatever. But um, I started fighting a little bit, you know, club shows and stuff, and. I finally got a break in, uh, what year was it? Jesus, 1980, 1980 <laughs> or 81. I can't even remember. But um, my career took off from there, man. And uh, I got some great breaks and um, got to work in 19. My biggest break was in 1997. Um, I got to work a show for Don King. Um, they opened the new arena for the Nashville Predators hockey team. And... Um, I got a call from Peyton Cher, who worked for Don King at the time. He was a matchmaker. And um, he said, Bill, I've heard good things about you. We got a job for you if you want to accept it. I said, absolutely. What's the deal? He said, well, it only pays 100 bucks, and we'll give you a hotel room. <laughs> you got to drive in. It was, a, it was a, I think, a nine-hour drive, Nashville, Tennessee, from where I live. So I said, good deal. I'll, I'll do it. I'll absolutely do it. Well, that nine-hour drive turned into a, almost a 17-hour ride 
by the time I hit the North Carolina Ooh. mountains, we had a tremendous snowstorm, and it stormed all the way to Tennessee. And I got there 5 o'clock in the morning the day of the show. They didn't even have a hotel room for me. And um, I got lucky, man. Uh, I got to about 11 fights on the other card, and uh, that was my big break in 97. So I, it took off from there. Got very lucky. Yeah, so uh, before I ask you another question, uh, Steve Tyson, including me, would like to say happy birthday to you, man. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. It's been a great day. So, uh, it's been a great day. Did you, did you have a couple beers and a big cake yet? Uh, <laughs> I actually, um, I'm going to put a hat on. I got to put a hat on my hair. I got a bad hair day going on. Um, I actually played golf today. Uh, I hadn't played golf in a year, uh, mainly because of COVID. I played a lot of slippery golf tournaments and uh, haven't been able to play uh, in a year. Played today with guys that I worked with back when I retired from IBM. And um, I played today, had a great day of golf, drank a lot of beer. And uh, I'm home right now and I'm cooking some, uh, some beef tips in the oven and uh, drinking some wine and a good day. <laughs> so, uh, the other question I have, when you started with uh, referee in uh, boxing and UFC, of all the experience you had, what was the most experience you ever had in any fights you've been at? I, I don't understand your question. What do you mean? Okay, I apologize. That's it. No, it's okay. During your career in during your career as a referee, what was the best fight that you ever ref? Um. Oh man. <laughs> uh. I was hoping you say Mike Tyson, but uh, it's, it's, no. You know what? It's, it is. It is going to be Mike Tyson. It is going to be Mike Tyson. But the reason I hesitated is because I've been very, very fortunate. I was supposed to referee Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis, but because of boxing politics, I had to take myself out of the fight. But I did get to referee on the card that night, and I had the co-main event, which was Manny Pacquiao against Jorge Julio. And Manny Pacquiao was a hundred and I think a hundred and I think he was 118 or 122 pounds. So I got to referee him that night in the co-main event. So that was very memorable. But my quote-unquote signature fight is Mike Tyson against Clifford Etienne in 2000 and I think it was 2002, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 49 second first round knockout. His uh, sixth fastest knockout and his 50th and final victory of his career. So that's 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 my signature fight. Uh, that must have been like really exciting moment, you know, as your career was expanding, going to repping in USC. Now you're at the BKFC. And by the way, uh, Steve wants you to show the Hall of Fame Hall of Fame ring real quick. All right, let me get it up there. Oh, oh. I'm trying to get this thing right, man. You can tell I'm not a technical genius here. A little bit to your left. Up. There you go. Look at that. There we go. Wow. That's a nice ring. So, uh, with with all the support and everything you got from everything, all the traveling you got to do. So, in your career, promoting that. 
how how do you enjoy all the traveling and be able to spend time with your family and everything get get done? Well, you're you're breaking up a little bit there, but I think I I think I understand what you're asking. Um, I do a lot of traveling. I'm very very lucky. I've been very fortunate. I've been in uh, 11 different countries. I've refereed in 18 different states in the United States, and uh, I got a wonderful family and. Uh, <laughs> I got a very forgiving wife. So, as a matter of fact, here she is right here. There she is. Hey, welcome to the broadcast. Hello. That's my beautiful doing? wife, Teresa. If it wasn't for her, I couldn't do any of this. Believe me. So, I understand why you I'm sorry, you're breaking up really bad. I didn't, I didn't catch any of that. I didn't catch any of that. You're breaking up really, really bad. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, but you're you're breaking up really bad. I had I had a train that was going by, and it oh, and that's there, what, uh, that's what gets my thing. Yeah, that's. Well, I would try to tell everybody every time I have a show, I have yep. a train that comes by like almost every 30 minutes. You you, you need to derail those bad boys. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, how how do you like your experience working with uh, BKFC? Man, let, me say, BKFC? let me tell you something. I got a call from Dave Feldman uh, back when he was getting ready to kick this thing off. Uh, two years ago in uh, Kansas, in Wichita, Kansas. And he called me and he called Dan Mergliata, who is, uh, as you know, a very famous guy from the UFC. Um, and he said, Bill, I need, I, I, I want you to hear my proposal. And he made his proposal. I need a high-level guy from the MMA and I need a high-level guy from boxing. And he said, uh, he made me the offer. And I said, you know, this is really going to hurt me if I accept it. It's really going to hurt me. But I love the concept, you know. I love the concept, and um, I agreed to work for him. And um, I've been very lucky. I, I I've done every BKFC fight. I'm getting ready to do my twelfth one with them um, next weekend in Daytona Beach, Florida. And he is a he's a genius. He's a true genius. Uh, Dave Feldman has a product that I believe will surpass. The UFC. I really believe that in my heart. Um, and I, the reason I say that, the uh, UFC fighters that have come out of the UFC and now fight for him love this sport. And they they proclaim that it's less dangerous for them in their in their uh, their health. And it's, right. they're like, you mean you can't knee me to the head? You can't elbow me to the head? You can't do this? They're coming out of these fights with superficial cuts. So it's an amazing sport. Which if you see it on TV, you'll be a fan. But if you see it live, let me tell you something. If you see it live, you will be absolutely hooked. Now, my wife, who is, <laughs> believe me, she's been with me. <laughs> this is my 38th year as a referee, okay? She hates MMA. She doesn't like it. 
she loves boxing. But now, bare knuckle boxing, she is absolutely hooked. She's absolutely hooked. The action is there because that's good. Rounds, it's constant action. The guys are incented, and they're incented by money to stay busy. So the promoter was very, very smart. Very, very smart. And I really believe in my heart that this sport will surpass UFC. It may take a couple more years, but I believe in my yes. heart it will. I believe you. I, I really do. Because I've been watching it uh, since it first came out. You're not going to believe this. I'm a fan of uh, Tony Lopez. And oh, you ref one of his fights I refereed, with uh, Joe. I refereed him and yep. Ray Beltran in the very first UFC fight. And that, to this day, is one of the signature fights of bare-knuckle boxing. Yep. That was one of the funniest matches I've ever seen, two man. amazing, amazing, wonderful human beings. Yeah, and uh, I met, when I met Tony Lopez back here, at, uh, he fought an MMA. I, I watched him when he fought bare-knuckle. He came out here and fought at Rough MMA. He was a good guy. He was real outgoing. And uh, the one thing I didn't know about Tony Lopez is he was a movie star, too. He, he oh, played in a couple it. movies, I believe. Let me tell yeah, you he played with... Uh... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was breaking up on him. All right. So, uh, yeah, he it's amazed me what Tony Lopez could do. Like, everything he does, he wants to fight. He will fight every week if he wanted to. And that's why I'm a big fan of Tony Lopez. He'll fight anybody, anywhere, any place. Absolutely. And so, and you know I've been what? following him ever since. He's had, you look at, this is amazing to me. He has had just MMA. He's had, I think, 80 or more professional MMA fights. Are you kidding me? That's all right. That's great. And, he, and he's articulate. He, he's, he's amazing. It, it, it's just beyond my, uh, my imagination how clear he is headwise he shows no sign of wear and tear god bless him god bless him so do you know my next interview coming up after you i got joey coming on my show oh no kid listen when when he comes on please tell him please tell him i send my best he's a great guy joey beltron i refereed him when he won the world title for bare knuckle i refereed him He's a great guy. Yeah, great I, wa guy. I watched. I watched a. Uh, he's a good family guy. I, I talked to him like uh, six months ago when I first started talking to him, but it was hard to get him on my show because he's always he's been busy with training, being with his family, and uh, if you see him now, how he's training, he's he, he's more fit now than he was before back in 2018. Yeah, he's a very resilient so, guy. He's very very smart, very ring savvy. And let me tell you, when he won the title against Chase Sherman, who was a, they call him the Vanilla Gorilla, and he's a big, big, big white guy. Let me tell you something. Joey was the smaller guy in that fight, and guess what? He was a smarter guy. He fought his fight plan, and he won. He's a great guy. I love his attitude. I love the fact that he's a, he's a warrior. And please, please tell him I send him my best. Please. Now, how, well, how about this? He's going to be coming on like 7 o'clock. I can keep you on. And I'll be glad to let you say it to him if you like. Absolutely. I'd love to. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll have him on here like five, about five or six minutes. 
Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm thank for you know it's your birthday. I give you your birthday wish. You can talk to Joey. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> awesome. That'd be awesome. So, so, uh, what is it like to uh, like the, the Tony Lopez and Joey fight? I, when I watched that fight again, I I seen what you do. What is it like to like? You have to watch every step. This this was the question everybody had to ask. Refs are going to make mistakes. Absolutely. Some are not. So we saw last few months, we saw a lot of refs making bad calls and stuff. So you guys see what we don't see. So would you like to give the fans uh, a tip of what we see that you don't, you can't see from the camera like you're up close? Here's, here's the thing. Um, you know, we're right there with the guys, right? We're right there. We hear, we hear the punches, okay? We see what's going on. We try to stay in position, uh, which is very, very important to the action. You've got to be in position to see what's going on. And when I did bare knuckle for the first time, okay, with Joey and uh, with Tony, um, I wanted to make sure that I did my job because my job, my first and foremost and primary job is the safety and health of the fighter, okay? So with that being said, I wanted to make sure that I not only protected the fighters, but that I gave the fans and the sport what it was all about. So with that being said, it, it's brutal, right? I mean, everybody, oh, bare knuckle is so brutal. Let me tell you something. You want to talk about a brutal sport? Muay Thai boxing, okay? Muay Thai is the most brutal sport on the planet, bar none. More brutal than, than um, MMA, okay? But because you have bare fists hitting you have a lot of cuts. So I've never seen a fighter die from cuts. Never seen them die from cuts. I may be wrong, but I ain't never seen one die from cuts. So I knew I was going to deal with a lot of cuts. And when I refereed Joey and, and, and Tony, there was a lot of blood. There was a lot of cuts. But yeah, you know it was. <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> but guess what? The more they hit each other and the more they cut, the happier they were and the harder they fought. So guess what? I'm making sure they're healthy. I'm making sure they're safe. And I let them fight. It's all about taking care of the fighters. So what people don't see on TV, okay, they see the blood. They see the cuts. And, that, and that's fine and dandy, okay? But I've been doing this a minute or two, okay? 38 years I've been doing this. I think I, I think I finally caught on to what I what I'm supposed to do. Okay, so blood don't scare me. Cuts don't scare me. Cuts in certain places scare me. Okay, but I have a team that I work with. I have a team, and part of that team is a doctor, and part of that team is the EMT. So if I see a cut that's really really bad, that could really uh, uh, jeopardize a fighter's career. I'm going to call timeout and call a doctor in there. I'm going to let him look at it and let him determine whether we go forward or not. So that's really the difference. And it's the same in, in uh, glove boxing, okay? The difference with glove boxing yeah. and bare knuckle boxing is bare knuckle, you just can't keep slugging a guy in the head with bare knuckles. You'll break your hands. You can't do it. Your hands will break. That's the difference. So... Bare knuckle boxing is a little bit more strategic 
from the standpoint of when you get in there and we tell you to toe the line and knuckle up, you better know how to attack your opponent because if you think you're just going to knock them out by hitting them in the jaw or the cheek or the temple, you're going to break your hand. It's not going to happen. So it's much more strategic. It's it's I, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Yeah, that, that's why I want the fans and everybody to hear from you because I, I told them I got an exciting ref coming on my show, Hall of Famer, and I want them to listen to what you guys go through with the ring because they get upset with, like, hey, that's a bad call. Why didn't he just stop their, you know, fight right away and stuff? Like, I tell them, you're not seeing what they see. When we're on TV, we see something different. You guys actually in the ring with them. So well, a lot of fans don't understand. Let me tell you. It's real easy to sit in your recliner drinking a beer and uh, telling me what I should be doing when I'm in the ring, okay? It's real easy, all right? But let me tell you something. <laughs> there ain't many people that do what I do, okay? And when you get in there, believe me, my family and everything I've worked for, when I referee, I don't care if it's bare knuckle, I don't care if it's MMA or blood body. Every decision I make in that ring, I stand to lose everything I worked my whole life for. I am personally liable for the health and safety of that fighter. I can get my ass sued off and lose everything. Everything. Now, how many jobs do you know on the face of this planet other than a doctor, okay, where that's the case? That's not the case. So I take this very, very seriously. I... I am 1,000% committed to it. I attend at least three to four seminars a year to get trained and to be up on my skills. And this is what people don't understand. They don't They don't get it, okay? They think it's, it's really easy to watch it on TV, guys. It's real easy, okay? But let me tell you something. A lot of fights are real easy to look at and score and say, oh, but you know what? When your ass is in the ring and it's your job to referee, the pucker factor is about a million times greater. Yep. That's the way it is. That's true. That's true. So, everybody, you heard it from Bill Clancy, the Hall of Fame ref. He's, he's got more years left in him. He tells you by the heart he, he's 1,000% protecting the fighters. He tells you uh, he calls the fight. You guys want to watch him September the 11th. He's got a fight. I think you're going to be couple, doing a couple uh, fights on the 11th, right? Yes, sir. I'll be on uh, pay-per-view in Daytona Beach, Florida. Okay. But guess what? Happy birthday, and here comes your Thank favorite uh, one of your fighters. Hey, Joey. What's up, champ? What's up, Joey Beltran? How are you guys? How you doing? <laughs> Good to see you, brother. How you doing, Joey? I'm doing well, man. Just uh, patiently waiting over here. When are you fighting again, brother? Uh, you know, God willing, everything goes through in October, the October show. Oh, no kidding, in Kansas. Yeah, I've heard a couple dates, but 10th or the 16th, but one of those, I don't know. It's October 10th, October 10th in Kansas. Oh, uh, yeah, that's where we're going. <laughs> you look good, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah, but I've been... Uh, I've been going nonstop since May. Original, originally, I was told July. Then I was told August. Then it was September. Now October. So yeah, this you know this it's just COVID, gonna be a, 
this yeah, yeah, yeah. Has, I, don't, hey, really I understand. This I understand been, totally, you know. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna just be really bad for whoever finally gets it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Joe. I want to hey, so, tell you. I want to tell you. I was so honored. And as a matter of fact, you think this, you think I'm bullshitting you? I'm not bullshitting you. I watched your fight with Chase Sherman last night, yeah. and I was so friggin' honored. Not only to referee that fight, but let me tell you something, brother. You and I have history together. You and Tony Lopez in Cheyenne, hey. Wyoming. What a great friggin' night that was, was it not? Oh, man. That was, yeah. Memorable, for sure. Yeah. And I know you guys don't like each other, but are you guys really um, – do you guys really dislike each other personally? No, we, 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 we're we pretty cool now. We've gotten – leading into that fight, it was just all, uh, you know – Definitely like competitive animosity, but I mean we fought literally four times, so I mean it's, no it's, shit, it's all, it's all good now. Well, brother, let me tell you something. I'm very, I'm, I'm very honored that I got to share that squared circle with you and Tony, and I'm that much more so honored that I got to refer you as the world <laughs> champion. And uh, you're good people, man. You're good people, and you are one tough son of a bitch. I'll tell you that. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You really that. are. You really are. Oh yeah. All right, uh, Bill. Before we get you off here, uh, Nate Shook and Steve Tyson uh, said hi, and uh, we're very me I'm glad to have you on my show. Really grateful to have a Hall of Fame ref that you know got close to you know your ref Mike Tyson fight. You got Joey's fight. You got a lot more years to come, and I can't wait to see see you back in that ring and ready to start counting somebody one, two, three, four, five. No. <laughs> Thanks, man. I had a great time. Listen, thank you for inviting me on. Um, one of the highlights of my birthday. Thank you very much. And uh, Joey, You're welcome, man. God bless you, brother. God bless thank you. you. Look, forward, look forward to seeing you in Kansas, brother. See you soon, brother. See you Thanks, soon. Thanks, man. Have a great night, guys. All right, thank you very much. Happy birthday, sir. All right. Hey, Joey, you for coming on my show tonight. I know you've been very busy and trying to get ready for your next fight. Uh, me and Bill been talking. Actually, I talked to you about you quite a few times, and uh, I started to be a big fan of you and uh, Tony Lopez back in uh, 2018. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I lost you for a second. Okay, sorry. I got a train come by every thirty minutes that knocks my uh, thing down a little bit. So, uh -huh. um, so what's your, so what's your experience that you've had before you started bare knuckle fighting with, uh, and before you became the heavyweight champion? Um. Well, I, I, my my first professional mixed martial arts fight was back in two thousand seven, and. Uh, you know, even back when I started fighting, I, I told myself, I'm not going to be one of these guys who, who fights on the regional scene, you know, for, for, for my whole life. You know, if I don't make it to a big show within three years, then I'm going to call it quits and just go get a normal job. Uh, so I went I went all in, you know, no plan B, and, and uh, actually made it into the UFC six days shy of my three-year mark. So that's pretty cool. So then I fought in the UFC for a little less than four years uh, for 10 fights for them. Then after that, I went to Bellator and fought for a few years. 
And then after that, I thought I was done. I thought I was retired. And then um, I went like a year and a half without fighting. And then I got a, a call from my manager, my old manager. And uh, it was a, fight, a, a big money fight out in, out in Russia. To go fight Sergey Karatanov. A <laughs> five-week notice. I said, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> So I, I got ready and, and as ready as I could in five weeks. Fucking went out there and just scrapped, man. Went all three rounds with him. Did really, really good. Uh, and just got that hunger again. I said, okay, I still have some left in the tank. And, uh, you know, so I just started getting ready, started losing weight, started training hard, trying to get a fight. I could not get an MMA fight. Like, for whatever reason, I just couldn't get any anything on on the regional scene or try to rebuild my record uh to get back into bellator ufc and um uh thank god man i look back at it my one of my old coaches eric del Furo at alliance uh he was managing uh beck rollins back then and 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 he called me kind of like jokingly almost was like hey uh, you wouldn't be interested in doing bare knuckles <laughs> and i said fuck well well what are they uh, what are they paying he's like well uh they want they're, they're signing they're signing back right now but they're doing a heavyweight tournament for fifty thousand dollars i was like oh fuck yeah i'm there let's do it and uh and so then i went on there and i went out to cheyenne wyoming oh and before that i found out that i was fighting tony lopez and bare knuckles so i was like absolutely i'll show up for that you know, the opportunity to fight Tony without uh, having to fucking get kicked in the leg or kicked in the stomach. I'm all for it. Because <laughs> we had fought twice in MMA. And the first time I actually uh, got, I lost. I got my arm broken because I, ref- <laughs> I refused to tap like an idiot. And got my arm snapped in a standing Kimura. And then, so then the second time we fought, we fought for the Kaylee Cage world title. And uh, went all five fives, and that was a crazy fight. One of the craziest experiences of my life, you know what I mean? Honestly, to go five fives for the first time, you learn a lot about yourself. You gotta dig deep more than a couple times in a single fight. And, That's uh, true. And uh, so, and I lost my decision again. Shortly thereafter, I got into the UFC. Like two fights later, I was in the UFC and never really looked back. So an opportunity to like reli- to to get another shot at at a rival, and in a rule set that I really felt confident that I was gonna beat his ass in. I was like, all right, let's do it. And uh, you know that first that first night was just stepping into the unknown. We went out there, didn't know what to expect, and just put on a crazy show, man. That everyone you know has come to love. You know, a couple million views on YouTube. It's it's kind of like this. Uh, you know, that was the fight that got everybody into it that first night, and um, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, I've, I've watched, you know, I knew before I met you and watched that fight back in 2018, I met Tony Lopez back in MMA, and I was thinking, man, I've never heard of bare knuckle fighting, you know, like maybe like on a street or something, but then your guy's fight got me into bare knuckle fighting just watching it. I mean, that was like the bloodiest match I ever seen, especially with Bill Clancy being the ref for it. And so the experience you have at KFC 
and you say you're going to retire maybe after your fire or like maybe next year or something. Um, are you are you mentally repaired, physically repaired, ready to defend your title against your next opponent in October? Yeah, man, absolutely. I've been doing a lot better. Um, uh, well, okay, so like I said, the first fight was just stepping into the unknown. I didn't really know what to expect. And, and then, like, yeah. we just started scrapping. And before I knew it, I, he was covered in blood. I was covered in blood. It shit, it shit hit the fan, and we were just going. Second fight uh, was the semifinals of the tournament with Arnold Adams. And I didn't really know what was happening. Like, I mean, I kind of had an idea of what I was going, what I was going into, but I just had that same mentality that I had in MMA. Like, I'm going to march through this guy. I'm going to take a hit, and I'm going to hit his ass more than he's going to hit me, and I'm going to win. Well... Unfortunately, that mentality, I got sliced up, like, literally, like, within the first 20 seconds of the fight, and really, really bad cut, and so, uh, kind of just... Like, right here on your eyebrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right Yeah, and so, you know, I still made it, we made it to the fourth round until finally, like, the the bleeding got out of control, and the doctor stopped. Then after that, I was like, "Well, shit, man, I gotta, I gotta really adjust my game to to, to have any kind of longevity in this sport." Um, so I took a really good, did a really good job of working on footwork, coming in on angles, uh, head movement, and placement as far as the guard and everything. And uh, yeah, the last three fights, last four fights, because I had an MMA fight too. Last four fights, I've had uh, had to get stitches after my fight. You know, I, I'll fight on Friday. I'll fight on Friday, go to work the next Monday, you know, so it's all good. Ready to go. That, 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 that's why I like to hear. The fans are waiting for you to get back in that ring and see you fight for and uh, retain that back. Uh, so being the heavyweight champion and people, all the, you know, little, you know, the little fans, the kids about maybe 14, 15 looking up at you, watching you guys fight. They want to grow up and be like you guys. They look up to somebody. So what is it like to be in a gym and train with, you know, the little ones and they see you in there and they're like, wow, I get to train with a guy that's like a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, honestly, I'm, uh, yeah, I just, I just do my own thing. Everybody, everybody like in my area, in my city, like, I'm, uh, they know me as just Joey, man. I've, I've, Joey's been fighting forever. It's just, just recently, finally, like, things are clicking, and I'm gaining some momentum. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm a little I, – I'm, maybe I'm too humble in that sense. I don't really see myself as that anything different. You know, I, I look and I see the belts on, on my fireplace, and that's cool. It's really cool that my mom can tell people that my son's the world champion. Stuff like that makes me happy. It makes me smile on the inside. But I mean, my day-to-day life, I just, I just go about, I just go do my thing. Um, you know, it seems like the, <laughs> the further away I get from my house, like if I'm on a trip or if like, or even like, like an hour away, like if I'm driving to go do some spawning, like down in uh, Long Beach or something like that, and somebody recognizes me on the street, like I'm more likely to get approached and people that be like stoked to meet me out in the world like that. Instead of like in my hometown. In my hometown, I'm just Joey. You know, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> and also, too, but it's like around this area, like where I grew up, like, 
we, we've had pro athletes all all of you know we had junior sales like junior sales was a, a staple in our community for years you know i mean uh, my 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 good friend brandon tiller you know who's on part he was part of and uh, another guy brett swain who's a couple years younger than me you know they were on the uh, green bay packers super bowl champion you know so it ain't no big deal i'm just another i'm just another pro athlete it's, you know so it keeps me humble but also like the way i treat people and everything like uh, it's all good, man. We're all here to have fun and just get to work when we're in the gym. Yeah, that's, that's one question somebody asked me uh, when I do interviews with fighters. They want to ask, well, how do you, do you guys enjoy getting your face punched and bleed <laughs> so much and just, like, enjoy that? And I'm like, you know, I can't really ask that. I know they enjoy fighting. But, I, I mean, what is, we, can ask, we can answer this question real quick for him. What is it like to... Do you enjoy getting your face punched a lot and just like with Tony Lopez bleeding really bad? Does your family worry about you? I mean, there's a lot of fighters, fans out there wondering like, why well, do you like to enjoy getting your face punched? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's like it's like a a, a go button. Like I get hit, and it's like, all right, let's go, motherfucker. And, and then it's like, I don't like. Uh, how can I say this? I'm okay with taking hits as long as I win. If I win, it doesn't really matter how much damage I took because it's like ah, it was, it was fun. Right. Process. It's a real pain in the ass, and you got to get on the plane ride home after taking a loss. That sucks. So I guess it's more mental. The physical aspect of it, like I'm embrace. I embrace the war. I embrace the grind. I embrace the violence. You know that we're about to endure, you know, and I'm I'm totally at peace with that, and I I do in a sense enjoy that. I mean that's what that's what like uh, you know that's what like uh, that's like, like I guess it is uh, an adrenaline junkie, you know, in that aspect of things. I, I don't like speed. It's funny, like <laughs> I I don't like motorcycles. I don't like roller coasters or anything like that. But I I like cage fighting and fair up for boxing. So you know we all get our thrills somewhere. That's good to hear. As I noticed you're in good hands with uh, the Stitch, uh, Jacob Duran. He fixed you up with when you were fighting. You were in good hands with him. He fixed you up pretty good. But I think like right here you had a cut. I think you kept bleeding right here on top of your nose or something, like in the middle. Oh, uh, during the Tony Lopez fight. Yeah, the Tony Lopez fight. Yeah. Oh no, it was two right here. Yeah, like like right here. Yeah. Yeah, it happened literally right at the end of the fourth round. Yeah. It all, like I said, it's all good. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, the the impact, uh, the pain per se, is not much different from, um, it's not much different from, from like, uh, from uh, the MMA, getting punched in the MMA glove, you know what I mean? But it's like, right. you get hit, and all of a sudden you'll feel like cold wind on, like, yeah, you feel like the cold gust of wind on your skull <laughs> because you're you're busted open. That's that was a unique experience that I hadn't felt before. So yeah, so uh, every all the fights that you had, the experience you had, um, your upcoming fight. Uh, what do we expect to see from you when the minute that bell rings and the minute it stops? Our fans are ready to see you back in that ring. I know I am. I can't wait to see. So, what, you know, what, honestly, what does it I feel think, like? 
I, I, I've just been working diligently. I've essentially been in like a, like a two year training camp. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Like I'll take a week off after the fight and I'm right back in the gym trying to like really make myself the best bare knuckle boxer in the world, you know, and not, and I just constantly am just working on evolving my game, uh, working within the rule set that we have with the at PKFC with the, with the clinch fighting being allowed, and you know, so I, it's at the point right now mentally I really don't care who it is that I fight uh, because they're gonna have to deal with me, and that's how I feel about it. Like I, you know, I make a monster. I don't make a monster out of my opponent. I don't freak myself out about my opponent. Like. Mentally, I make a fucking monster out of myself. Like, I'm the one that they're going to have to no, deal with. I'm, I don't play your knuckle, man. I retired like 20 years ago. I couldn't face you. I'm in a heavyweight <laughs> division. I couldn't do it, man. <laughs> so uh, so before uh, we get you off the show, uh, I, you own a, you run a gym, correct? Uh, I, I, I run a, like, basically like my own business. But yeah, I, I, I teach at a spot over here in Oceanside. But I basically, like, I sublease from the gym. But yeah, man, it's called High Performance Training Center. It's in Oceanside. And, but if anybody's interested in me, they can just DM me on my Facebook or Instagram. It's just that, like I said, there's a couple a couple trainers, a couple coaches that, that, that basically run the program out of the gym. So it's pretty cool. Cool little setup. Privately owned. So we're in charge of keeping it clean and keeping it COVID safe. Obviously, we don't want to get sick, so we're, we're working diligently on that right. every day. So, pretty cool. So, is there is there a page that uh, all the fans and uh, some fighters can follow that they can see everything what's going on in your training? Absolutely, absolutely. You can follow me on Instagram at uh, Joey Beltron underscore MMA and. Uh, that is that is me, man. You'll see all my highlights from training, highlights from life, and uh, that's it. That's the best one. All right, you guys, you heard it from Joey, heavyweight champion the BKFC. Uh, follow him on his page. Uh, is there was anything you'd like to say to your fans, your family, your supporters? While we're on here. Uh, yeah, man, I just want to say thank you so much to, uh, to all my friends, family, and fans and supporters, people that have been buying, buying my brand new uh, Executioner team, team support t-shirts. Uh, you can find those once again, like you slide into my DM on Instagram at JoeyBeltron underscore MMA, or you can find me on Facebook under uh, just Joey Beltron. Um, thank you to my sponsors, Triumph United. Uh, Nat Fit, San Diego Supplements, Lamp Botanicals, Royal Kratom, and uh, I'm sure I have a couple other I forgot, but yeah, those are the big guys right there. That's about it, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Um, I got a question from Howie. He wanted to know if you were still with uh, Adam Castro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I work with Adam. I just worked with him today, as a matter of fact. Working with Adam, and I have a, another coach too that I started working with. Uh, his name's Jason, uh, Jason Ian Walton, and he's a he's an animal too. So I mean, I have a couple different coaches. My strength coach still uh, Brandon Glade. So yeah, man, the team's just team strong. Team's getting better. 
All right, everybody, you heard from Joey, especially Steve Tyson, Howie, David Bowman. Appreciate you guys and Nate, Nate coming and watching my show. You got to see Hall of Famer Bill Clancy, Joey. Thank you for being on my show, man. I can't wait to see you back in that ring to defend your title. Keep training, keep grinding, and keep safe from the COVID-19, brother. Hell yeah, man. You guys have a great night. Thank you. You too. Thank you for being on the full broadcast show. All right, guys. You heard it from Joey Beltron, the heavyweight champion in BKFC. You also heard it from the Hall of Famer, Bill Clancy. Their, their careers and how their careers started and uh, how far they're going to keep going. Bill Clancy's an awesome guy. He's, he's great ref. I can't wait to see him back in action uh, next week, September 11th. If, uh, if you guys remember this, download the Bare Knuckle application to watch this fight September the 11th. It's a memorial fight for uh, September 11, 2001. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a sad moment. We're still missing the people that we lost back 2001 and uh it's gonna be a great day September 11 2020 remember remember all these people that we've lost family friends firefighters police ambulance you name them we miss you guys and uh look forward for a great show next week september 11th 2020 bare knuckle download the application also, I'd like to thank my sponsors and the ones that helped me make my show keep going. I'd like to thank Steve Tyson, the hitman. You guys know him. Give him a shout out. Thank you, Steve Tyson. And also, my sponsor, D&D Baits. If you need some baits, don't forget, I got a drawing coming up here in the middle of the month. You guys have a chance to win some special prizes. I will be picking out some names, put you in the drawing. And we'll, we'll be doing that pretty soon. I'll keep you guys updated. So thank you for watching the Fuller Broadcast, 24-7 Sports News, the High Venue View, Ninia coverage. I'll see you guys next Tuesday night. Have a good night and enjoy your weekend.